Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. This is Michelle Hayward. I have Dr. Lizette with Thrive Minds here with me today. And I'm going to introduce her. I'm really excited to talk to her. We talked a few weeks ago, probably like two months ago. Um, and so much has changed since then. And this was such a t uh, an important topic that we decided, hey, let's do this now as opposed to later. So Number one, she's an award-winning diversity psychology expert, authority on career development. She is a tenured associate professor at Texas A&M, where she teaches multicultural counseling and career counseling. Her diversity scholarship has been recognized by the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine. She has presented and published um, her research in numerous outlets, including the American Psychological Association Journal, Cultural Diversity and Ethnic Minority Psychology. She is the founder of Work Life Lab, where she and her research team are currently analyzing data on 1,200 diverse parents in STEM. As a child of Mexican immigrants who did not even attend high school, she is passionate about helping diverse leaders unlock their highest selves at work without having to burn out, opt out, or sell out. She is also the proud mother of three trilingual black brown boys. Thank you, Dr. Lizette, so, for joining us today. Thank you, Michelle. I'm so excited to be here. Great. So let's start out. First of all, you're, you're at Texas A&M. One of my, one of my um, early bosses, when I started out in construction, he actually has his nuclear engineering degree from Texas A&M, and he would always fight with the Longhorn in the office. So it was always a lot of fun to have that happen. Um, oh, somebody says class of 2002. Okay. Okay. Um, thank you, everybody, for joining us. So we want Right now, we're in the midst of a pandemic. And when we were initially talking, we were talking about the pandemic. And then we've now um, doing more social justice, more social change, um, creating anti-racist organizations, institutions, corporations. And that is a lot of an additional work for um, people of color. So what are some things today we're going to be, you're going to be talking about how we can take care of ourselves in all of this, like what are some strategies? But first, I want you to tell a, a little bit about how did you get to this point of helping people of color really focus on self-care? Because that's not something we could afford to do, right? Like our parents didn't take vacations usually. They don't, a staycation, it was like, it was always something to do. You always had to make sure the kids were taken care of, the bills were paid, or at least mostly paid, as much as you could pay. Like, how did you get to this point saying, hey, we need to change this for, for, for at this generation? I'm telling you, um, it, the journey hasn't been easy. Uh, still to this day, I, get, I challenge myself because there's only one of me and there's so much work that needs to get done. And I think that's something that's really common among us feel like, we have to make a big impact and we want to make a bigger impact and give back to our communities 
because we come from a place where a lot of our uh, past generations have had to sacrifice a lot, uh, strip, have their identity stripped, their language stripped, um, be in, in a position where limited opportunities were available. And so the thing that I hear a lot and that quite honestly is also something that I carry with me is that I have to be my best. I have to so I have to go after every opportunity that is available to me or create my opportunity because I owe it to my family, my, my parents, my grandparents, everything that they went through to help me get to this point. The thing though, is that we still have the, um, some baggage in terms of what is possible for us. Um, and, and so when you're, it's, it's like navigating two different worlds and you're, you have one foot in each world. One is um, where you come from. Like for me, I'm a child of Mexican immigrant parents. Like I didn't even know how to use, uh, when I went to like fancy dinners, I didn't even know how, which fork to use. I'm like, all right. Um, so, and, and it's just like little things like that where it starts to make you feel um, stressed out um, in addition to navigating networking events, in addition to doing your work, it, it's these little micro doses of extra stress that is unnecessary that holds you back from being at your best because you've got to constantly be thinking about these things and how to navigate um, different spaces and with different faces, right? We talk about code switching and that alone is exhausting. It is. Uh, like, the way that you talk, the way that you move, your mannerism, the the words that you choose, having to think about who you're with, what is their gonna, what is their perception going to be about you, depending on how you show up in front of them. And so, trying to, it's like being in in a closet trying to figure out, okay, which mask am I going to put on today? It depends yeah. on who you're with and and uh, whether you perceive them as an ally or someone who has your back and in many ways these days, it's a lot more stressful because you can always have this guard up and you can't tell whether they're safe or not. Exactly. Uh, where in back in the days when there was a lot more overt um, discrimination, I mean, we still have it now, obviously, but uh, there was a lot more overt, like yes. you can't sit here, you can't eat here, that kind of thing, right? Yep. And so in a way that was, um, I hear this from a lot of people is that that was a little bit easier because you knew who was safe and who wasn't. You knew where they yes. stood. Exactly. And you don't have to waste that energy in trying to read between the lines and try to figure out, are they for me or are they against me? Exactly. How much of me do I bring to the table? And could it possibly be used against me? Um, how do I speak up? When do I speak up? Who do I speak up to? Do they have the best, my best interest in mind? Do I have to be careful about the things that I say? Um, and and so just think about it. This extra layer of stress compounds with what's going on right now um, with the COVID and the cultural crises. Um, and yes. one of the things that is really important is to think about how you right now have to navigate multiple roles and multiple spaces. And that also compounds. So thinking about how not just the, the cultural, but the professional and the personal and the familial all come into play 
asking for your time, effort, and energy all at the same time at 100% level. And so what happens, <laughs> you have a tendency of burning out or feeling like something's got to give. I don't know what. And oftentimes, we it ends up being us that we sacrifice our our sleep our health our our mental mental well-being um and what happens when you do that is if you push beyond your abilities to, to tolerate um a lot of stress and a lot of us are used to carrying this around but yes. Let me tell you, there's gonna become a point where it all comes crumbling down. You're gonna find yourself in a corner, in the closet, crying <laughs> because you're like, I can't take it anymore. Or it's gonna come out with your kids, your, your family, your partner. And they're the people that you're doing all this for to begin with. And now it's they're taking the burn of it because it's just too much for you to bear. Or maybe um, you know, you respond to an email in a way that kind of was passive aggressive or, you know, it's like the straw that broke the camel's back <laughs> type of thing. And so what we want to do is be in prevention mode rather than remediation mode or intervention mode, because it's a lot easier, less stressful to avoid something, prevent something from happening than to deal with it when it does happen because there's a lot of course correcting it has a ripple effect it causes different levels of, of problems in different areas of your life and so to back and, and fix something let's let's not let's try to work to not get it to that place as much as possible um and so with that i mean there's a lot of things that i i encourage my clients to think about and and it falls into three different things uh the first one is clarity uh strategy and then your mentality so when i say clarity i'm talking about getting really clear on your vision your values who you are how you want to show up where you're putting your time effort and energy into um, where you see yourself next year, the year after that, for the duration of your career, your life, right? Getting really clear on that and then figuring out, all right, everything that I'm doing right now, take a hard look at that and ask yourself, is this helping or hurting? And then start to make some really difficult decisions as to whether you're going to let go of something or give your all to something else because we can't be all things to all people all the time at the same time okay and so getting crystal clarity on what you want what matters most what your vision is for yourself for your uh, professionally personally so that you're able to allow your whole self to show up fully um without having to sacrifice your identity, your your energy, your productivity, your sanity, your family. And so you have to take a really good look at all these dimensions of your life, the personal, the professional, the physical, the familial, um, and see what needs to be amplified, what has been neglected for far too long. And that if it continues that way, that it might, make the, you know, the, the ceiling fall down, right? It, 
you might be faced with the, the glass ceiling. Yeah, it might start coming down on you. And so how do we get rid of this? Start with clarity. And once you're clear on what really matters most to you and what you need to be doing, especially considering the current context, right? Um, I don't really like the word realistic because that I think that that puts some um, uh, limitations on us because of what we think is possible for us. But really, I'm all about helping you unleash your limitless potential. And at the end of the day, um, I, I believe that there's much more that you can have that if you work on um, addressing some of the political, social, cultural uh, issues and how to navigate that in a way that is going to help you move forward in, in a much easier, less stressful way. And so with that said, I want you to keep in mind, what are the current times we have going on right now? It, it's no joke. It's been really stressful. I've had to slow down a lot. Um, I do a whole bunch of different things, but my kids are home right now. And, and you know, I, I have to switch things around. And so I want you to think about reprioritizing what really matters to you. So once you have that clarity in, in every aspect of your life, then I want you to think about an aligned strategy. So how are you going to get from where you are to where you want to be in a way that works for you? If you sit here and look around and compare yourself to how other people are doing things, that's unfair to you and you're setting yourself up for failure, uh, possibly. And uh, comparisonitis is a real thing. So don't compare your chapter one to somebody's chapter 10, especially if their book is a different color. You know what I mean? If they have a different set of circumstances. Um, so I can't sit here and compare myself to a uh, you know white male CEO who has somebody working at home to take care of their kids, right? Like that's unfair to me. And so you have to think about that for you, right? And that's why that first step is really important, that clarity piece. So think about what do I need to do to get to where I wanna be? What strategies are available to me? What are the different options? Think about the pros and cons for each. What are the resources that you need to make this a reality for you? And so be very strategic, creating a, a plan to help you get to where you want to be. Um, and if self-care is something that you really um, need right now, and I think that's every that's something everybody can can use, right? Like that's really important stuff. Let's take that as an example. So let's say you're not getting enough sleep because you have a lot of work to do and everybody wants a piece of you right now, right? What happens if you don't get enough sleep? Well, you're not going to be at your best. You're going to put, set yourself up for possibly making mistakes, which is what you want to avoid because maybe right now you're thinking about holding on to your position. And so think about that. If you're already stressed and worried about whether you're going to be eliminated from your, your position. How do you think not getting enough sleep is going to impact that? It's going to exacerbate the thing that you are trying to avoid in the first place. Okay. Uh, if you don't get enough sleep, let's continue with that example. You're going to set yourself up for uh, being more susceptible to getting sick. And what happens when you get sick? There we go again, right? Um, you might not perform as well. And so it goes back to... Um, what are you trying to avoid in the first place, right? And how might not getting enough sleep really actually be detrimental to you instead of you thinking that by getting less sleep, you're able to do more things. 
What's the point if the more things that you're going to be doing are not going to be as good if you were at your best? Imagine that being fully refreshed, ready to go, being laser focused and productive, um, because it's all about the quality of your work, not the quantity of hours that you put into it. And so let's think of a strategy. What what are some ways that you can get more sleep? Um, maybe if you have a partner at home and you've got other family responsibilities, talking to them about what your needs are. One of the things that I'm seeing right now is a lot of tension at home because of stress coming from every angle, uh, as well as um, trying to get work done and also stay sane along the way. And so having a communication, making time for that, to talk about what do you need? How can I support you? And here's what I need. I really need to get some more sleep. Um, this is why I think I need to get more sleep. And this is how I think um, I can actually accomplish that. And what I would need from you is X, Y, Z. I would uh, need for you maybe to take care of the morning responsibilities and getting breakfast started so I can get a little bit more sleep. Or um, I would need you to not uh, let the kids come into the room so that I can get a little bit more sleep. Is that something we can do? What do you think about that? And so I'm using sleep as an example of how you can um, create a strategy to getting more sleep if that's something that is lacking um, and figuring out what's going to help you make that happen, given your current situation, your home environment, everything that you worked on in the clarity phase, you are now going to bring in to discover what strategy is going to be working for you the best. Okay. And be resourceful. Who do you need on board? Do you need to have a conversation with certain people um, outside of your home? Right. And, and so figure out what it is that you need. Okay. And so once you, you have that strategy in place, the, the next thing that I want you to think about is your mentality. This is the area that people struggle with the most, and that's uh, getting out of their own way. Um, Self-sabotaging, um, feeling like an imposter, um, thinking that you have to work um, really, really hard in order to get a certain result. But the thing is, and this is this worker mentality, right? And I have it still because that's how I was raised. You have to work twice as hard to get half as far because uh, people don't who who are in high places don't necessarily look like you sound like you talk like you um dress like you walk like you and so if you internalize those kinds of messages that you've received from society um it's going to take a, an additional toll on you and so being super aware of when that's showing up so, for example, if I walk into a meeting and, you know, it's a really important meeting, um, there are decision makers there and I'm the only one who has an accent or um, who is not a, a white male, uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to start to feel a little bit uncomfortable. Now, the goal is not to be fearless. The goal is to fear less. So being able to walk into that space as your true authentic self, step up, stand out with confidence and speak as if you know your stuff and you belong there. Um, instead of allowing these internalized uh, beliefs that are in the back of your head, because we all have them, right? It's unavoidable. It's subliminal. It's you, you don't even realize it. Um, 
because it shows up in, in certain ways that you're like, well, where'd that come from? And so, for example, if I start to get anxious, I have to tell myself, all right, talk to myself in a way that is actually going to work and there's science based on it. So, for example, um, asking yourself, okay, what's the worst that can happen here? The worst that can happen might be they wonder if I'm the person in charge that should be in this room. How do I want to handle that? I have these options. What is the outcome that I am looking for by being in this space right now that is making me a little bit uncomfortable? What do I need to do before entering that space? Meditation, listening to some music that's going to amplify my energy, um, having one of those poses that has been shown to actually help you feel empowered. And so that's part of that strategy piece as well. Um, and this, this is stuff that comes with time. You have to be aware of your thoughts. Uh, are they positive or negative? And those thoughts then were, are going to trigger the way that you feel about it. Fight, flight, flee, uh, or freeze. And then that is going to then trigger whether you do something or not, how you show up, whether you're stuttering or hiding or don't speak up because of that emotion of not being safe because of the thought that you have. And so this chain of reaction, I call it the the, the tear method, like your thoughts, uh, your emotions, your actions, and then the results you get. And so you have control over that. And it starts with your thoughts. And one of the things that I hear a lot of times is, well, I can't control other people's response to me. I can't control what other people do. I can't control how other people perceive me. And yes, that's true. And yes, there are some, you know, some, you know, people out there who don't, they're waiting for you to make a mistake. They already don't think that you have what it takes because there's not enough people who are, who look like you in certain positions. And so they also have these uh, beliefs. Some of them are obvious. Others are not. There's, you know, it, it depends on how ingrained this is and, and their level of awareness of their own unconscious biases. Right. We're talking about unconscious stuff, stuff that we're not even aware of, but that triggers these emotions in us that elevates the stress. And I'm here to help you try to uh, elevate confidence instead of stress. And that starts by, for example, thinking about what you're already really good at and then leveraging that instead of focusing on what you're not so good at that's just going to make you feel worse start with what you're really good at it's going to amplify your confidence it's going to take less time which means more time for sleep right um and or whatever self-care need that you have right now and, and so that's one tip that I would suggest for you to really think about uh, what is your area of strength, your zone of brilliance? What is it that you do that you have no doubt that you are amazing at? We all have it. Hold on to that. Put it, put it somewhere obvious. Uh, think about it every day. And what, what that's going to do, it's, that's going to help you amplify other areas that maybe you aren't as 
aware of that are within your zone of genius. And the more confident you feel in yourself, the more you're going to be able to present yourself with confidence. And even when other people have assumptions about you, they're, they're going to feel compelled to listen to you more because of the way you show up, but it all starts in here. Um, and, you know, self-care is really a non-negotiable. Sometimes we may feel guilty because other people need us. There's more impact we want to make in this world. I know that I have experienced that, but I have um, a non-negotiable uh, self-care routine. For example, massages. That's my go-to thing. I used to feel so guilty about that because that's a luxury. I, nobody in my family gets that. And so I used to feel a little bit uncomfortable when I would say, you know, I'm sorry, I can't make this meeting um, because I have a prior commitment. And that commitment was to myself, a massage, because guess what? I know myself. If I don't get that done, I'm not going to be at my best for you, for my family, for anybody. And so it all starts with you. And so I want you to release the, the, the guilt that you might have about taking care of yourself. You are your most prized possession. Everything that comes out of you starts with taking care of yourself. Your thoughts, nobody else has them like you. The way that you make the change that you, you produce, especially in STEM, where there aren't enough people who come from where you come from, right? Think about that. You want to be able to show yourself with confidence, Um and that really starts with feeling really good about yourself and taking care of your most prized possession. Because like I said, everything you do with your hands, with your minds, with your mouth, it comes from this. And you need to make time to attend to it, to give it what it needs, including the rest that it deserves to be at its best. Okay, I just talked a lot and I can talk forever, but uh, um, I'll give it back to you, Michelle. No, that was really great. We have so many great comments in here. People, ladies mostly, this is resonating with. Um, I, a lot of us miss massages. <laughs> that That is what our go-to things are first. Um, working out our, our zone of genius um, and definitely fear less not being fearless, but fe having less fear. I absolutely agree with people like, I want to be fearless like you. Like, I'm not fearless. <laughs> I, I, do, I do everything I do is within fear. I just have just enough, lessen it just enough to, to move. So um, I always tell people you stand in fear, you walk in fear, or you run like hell in fear. It's one of the three things you do. So if you can get it just a little bit less, you won't stand in fear. Um, so true. Plus you get bags and dark circles, um, when you aren't getting sleep. I love how you compare your chat, how, how you don't compare your chapter one with somebody else's chapter 10 mind blown. Um, yeah. So, so many people are definitely resonating with the things they need to do. Someone said, I quit my job because of this. My straw was when my boss told me I needed to remember and know my place. This was a blessing though, because I am now in such a better place. Yes. Um, we definitely, especially as women, 
of color, family's always first and you're always taught you have to take care of them, right? But you can't take take care of somebody else unless you put your mask on first and you're making yourself a priority. Absolutely agree. So we have um, skincare is on the list too. So we have a lot of people here. It was a comment. Um, here we go. Yes, put your mask on first. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, any any final words? Because I know, like you said, it was it's so much in there about prioritizing yourself, not comparing yourself to others. Um, what you know, how gener generations um, and culturally we're taught, you know, you're going to work twice as hard to get half as much and really what those tactical things we are to really take care of ourselves emotionally and mentally right now is truly important. It was, it was a report, um, a friend of mine posted about people have on average gained 16 pounds during the pandemic, just, just during the pandemic. So I won't say which side of that I'm on, but I'm looking at a spin bike. So, so I'll put it to you that way. So it's sometimes it's an investment because you're not, I'm not paying for the gym right now. So I can put the investment in, in equipment. So um, it is definitely like, what's that thing you need to do? Plus it'll help you sleep better. When you work out, you generally sleep better. So if you're having issues sleeping, um, a good workout generally uh, for many of us works. Other times it doesn't, but for many of us, a good workout is in there. So I do want to thank you so much. This is really great. You gave us a lot of tips and tactics and tools we can use during these stressful, but yet important changing times around us. Um, is there an acronym for MASS? Hmm. Did, did you have an acronym for mask? Not mask, but I'm a, I might just make one because it's easier for us to remember. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had um, one, one person ask, did you have a handout with these tips? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't prepare one for this, but if you get in touch with me, I will send you something. Okay, mm -hmm. I, will, I will let them know to follow. They weren't able to attend. They posted it in the event, so I'll let her know to. I tagged you in the comment, but I'll let her know to to DM you so she yeah, can get it. Yeah. So, any final comments or questions from the audience? Y'all now know you're going to take care of you first. You're going to get some sleep. You're you're going to put your mask on first, and you're not going to be comparing yourself to other people. Their journey is so different. It's like looking at somebody twenty years in, and you're at you're at day twenty. <laughs> it's 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 so unfair to you. And plus, even somebody that's coming at day twenty, they may have been groomed, like you said. Hey, you had to learn how to eat with the right fork. I took the etiquette class in college, right? So there are a lot of different things. Like you had a fork at dinner, and that was your fork. It was six other people at this dinner table. So you were happy to have a fork. So at least in my house, it was seven of us. So it was, it was always, it was always thankful for what you had. Um, but also knowing you worked hard for other things. Um, do you think that mindset of culturally being taught having to work harder hurts, drives us, or both? Oh my goodness. Okay. That, that I love that question because I, I, 
where, what do I want to say? How much time do we have left? <laughs> we have, we're over time. So yeah, we're over time. Okay. Yeah. Look, message me. But what I want to say about that real quick is that a lot of us are paid to, for our thoughts, our knowledge. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you know, my parents were immigrants and so they, they worked hard like hard labor and so even sometimes so i have a really strong work ethic as a lot of us do and but at the same time it's like wait a minute i don't have to burn myself to the ground to feel like i deserve what i am getting compensated like it is okay for me to be standing here and just speaking my knowledge like it doesn't have to be an, a tangible deliverable like that like you know what i mean like i can actually change the world yeah. and compensate it for my thoughts the words that come out of my mouth right and so i, I don't have to you know mm -hmm. do hard labor to deserve this um but oftentimes they're internalized beliefs that do show up by staying late working uh, early working weekends not having those boundaries because there sometimes we have a sense of do i really I have to prove that I deserve this, that I've earned this, and that I'm working really hard to, to have this. <sighs> uh, oh, somebody said they're making up what mask is. Make actionable self care. They can't figure out where the K would be. Oh, with the K. <laughs> uh, well, mask is now with a C instead of a K. I'm just saying. So, all right, everybody. She's going to come up with something. You're going to find out before the summer. Oh, out. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Lizette. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, be sure you connect with her here on LinkedIn. Message her if you want her list of tips. She would definitely be glad to share them with you. We are um, going to uh, get out of here. I'll be back on Thursday with... Um, my DEI, Diversity, Equity, Inclusion Partner in Crime, or really not crime, we're solving, we're providing solutions to DEI in organizations. And you'll, you can find us here on Thursday at 1 p.m. as usual. Everybody have a great week. Be sure to connect with Dr. Lizette. Now you see why I had her join us today. Thanks so much. Bye, everybody. <laughs>